You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. I've got a review for, uh, to be honest, a TV show, a TV episode uh, this time around. Um, uh, the season twelve, episode three, episode of Bob's Burgers, the Pumpkining. Um, I'll be real, y'all. You're probably looking at TV episode reviews for the next two or three days until I start rolling out the Scream saga middle of uh, next week because I have Spider-Man 2, and I'm going to be playing that shit. So, so you'll still be getting daily reviews. Uh, this is my second review of the day, catching up from uh, the 20th, not having a uh, review. But uh, yeah, you, you'll probably be getting <laughs> some some uh, some uh, holiday episode uh, reviews until we get to Scream Saga to close out the month. But uh, yeah, so I'm a big Bob's Burgers fan. If you haven't listened to my... Bob's Burgers review for the Bob's Burgers movie with uh, my amazing friend Cassandra. Shout out to Cassandra. Uh, check that out. It's on the channel. But I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan. Uh, to pee, uh, peek behind the curtain a little bit, it's the show that I put on for uh, my partner and I, our, uh, our cat Milo, who's two. That's what that's his comfort show to go to sleep to. As soon as he hears that Bob's Burgers theme, he knows it's time for bed. And I usually use it for uh, Samuel L. Katzen, too. Well, he likes more Marvel stuff, but uh, but it's definitely a comfort show that we go to. And one of my biggest complaints about <laughs> Bob's Burgers in general is, uh, is Gail. I, I, I like played by the brilliant Megan Milani, who of course you know from Will and Grace as Karen and uh, and uh, Tammy from Parks and Rec. I'm such a fan of her as an actress, and she's doing her job. She's making Gail just so cringeworthy and so anger-inducing that I just I want to shake her. I can't stand Gail, and it's really my biggest complaint about Linda as a character because they. She goes so out of her way to protect Gail. Not even protect Gail, but to go ahead and really cushion her from the world that it's maddening to me. And that's really kind of the whole uh, plot as far as this episode. So we find out that 27 years ago, <laughs> because they're very specific on the year, uh, on the timetable, but 27 years ago, Gail and Linda had entered a pumpkin contest that they that was being held at their high school and essentially they end up destroying all the pumpkins linda accidentally drops her pumpkin and gail accidentally drops hers and so then they go ahead and they crash all the pumpkins and so no one won the pumpkin uh the pumpkin contest uh, so we go ahead and fast forward back to present day where linda and gail both get very Ghostface-esque uh, letters uh, sent to them that just say uh, Pumpkin Killer. And so they decide to go back to their high school to go ahead and unravel the mystery of what happened. So one thing that Bob's Burgers 
when it's at its best, and I really do think that the show is still an incredible spot. Not every episode hits for me like they did probably up through season probably season nine, season ten. Like I would say the the hit percentage is is better uh, or was better, but I still dig probably eighty percent of the episodes they put out. Which for a show in season I believe season fifteen at this point, if not season sixteen. Uh, the show's awesome still, so I, I, I really do still enjoy the show, but this is one of the, while this isn't a favorite Halloween episode of mine, I appreciate uh, two really big things about it. So one, I do appreciate that we get a Bob uh, and Linda separation in the sense of some of the best stuff that they do with the show. I think it's when Bob interacts with the kids more than Linda does. I just, I just prefer the Bob dynamic. And Bob's whole <laughs> Bob's whole subplot is that uh, trick or treaters kids keep coming in to the restaurant and asking for candy, and Bob has this very niche, gross candy. It uh, as a as a kid says, it tastes like leaves, which was <laughs> which is one of the better lines in the in the episode. And Bob even goes, "Yeah, they intended it to taste like that," which you know, ew, but. Uh, but Bob has a very, you know, it's very niche. Only I would like this candy. None of the kids like it. And so Bob decides, well, we're becoming that, that store because there are kids, <laughs> there's a kid, the, the kid, uh, there's a kid who shows up, asks for the candy, sees it and goes, no, thank you. And this other kid comes in right after him and goes, hey, uh, trick or treat. And the prior kid just goes, yeah, don't even bother. And that kid, the other kid goes, bye. And I, I was laughing so goddamn hard at that because that's so how it is with kids. It's especially this time of the year. So Bob goes, well, I don't want to be known as that store. So let me go ahead and get some actual good candy. And so Bob ends up getting uh, sour sack babies is what they're called. But but Louise, Tina, and Jean all love that candy. And so they're trying to find ways to keep kids from trick-or-treating at their stores, at, uh, at the restaurants, so that they can go ahead and still have some candy left. And <laughs> the costumes, so that is one other thing, too. The kids' costumes in particular are, they, they, they're great. I, nothing will ever top uh, Jean being Queen Latifah from her UNITY phase. Like, that is... That is one of my, <laughs> that's one of my favorite pop culture references in a show ever because it's 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 a great reference. Number one, two, Gene didn't do blackface to do it, and three, that comes from such a pr- such a unique perspective. Like you have to be a Queen Latifah fan to go ahead and go into a UNITY phase. Um, not saying the face was bad, the face was awesome, but for Gene to know that, especially too, being as young as he is appreciate the shit out of that it's such a cool reference absolutely love that but uh this year the uh louise is dressed as peter pan's labyrinth which is an amazing fucking costume um and then uh gene is uh is a gladiator which is a gladiator who just graduated (laughs) which i i won't lie i popped pretty hard at that and then of course uh, Tina is a Sherlock Ness monster, which, uh, yeah, just bra- brava, brava, Tina. But I, th- the kids really just for me, I do think work better with Bob than they do with Linda. And I really like the little like side quests <laughs> that 
as uh, little side adventures that they get into. But this is mostly a Gale Linda adventure. It, it the the show is definitely more focused on the main plot of of uh, Gale and Linda trying to figure out who sent them these letters, and so it involves them going back to their hometown. And as someone who just went back to their hometown, and they even remark how you know how little has changed and just going back to my hometown a couple months ago for a wedding, it was a fucking trip to see just how little had changed and how, you know, the more things change, sometimes the more they stay the same. It was really kind of, kind of interesting to see how, you know, obviously there's new buildings and stuff, but so much of this stuff remains untouched, which is, could argue is a good thing or could argue is a bad thing, but I, I, I like the way that they went ahead and addressed that, and there's this point where <laughs> uh, they run up on, uh, they go up on this one suspect who went to high school with them, who runs, uh, who works at a veterinary clinic, and she ends up giving Gail a haircut, and it is one of the most wonderfully uncomfortable haircuts, <laughs> maybe ever. And the way that the scene plays out, it's actually handled some pretty fun horror uh, tension. Uh, with it, which I was actually really impressed with, especially with the way they have the lighting and the way that they uh, incorporate the score. Um, I'm blanking on the name of the dog. Uh, it's not a Sharpay, but the, but the woman who works at the veterinary clinic even tells Gail, like, oh, your hair is so similar to this type of dog, so I'm just going to use this shampoo <laughs> because Gail needs a haircut and hadn't gotten one for whatever reason. So they go ahead and they cut it at the <laughs> at the vet clinic, which was pretty wonderful. But um but I I think what I do another thing I like about this episode is it definitely provides context with how much like while is it problematic as hell that Linda is willing to jump through this many hoops just to protect Gail from any sort of failure. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. And and Gail even makes the point of, Linda, I want you to be happy, but do you not tell me when things are good in your life because I have a tendency to sometimes go into my closet and scream, uh, uh, go in my closet and scream until I throw up and then pass out. And Linda just very calmly goes, yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting there going, yes, exactly. This is why she doesn't tell you shit, you, you insane person. But... For Gale, and and I have to preface it by saying for Gale, where this episode ends up is something I actually appreciate because we find out that Gale has been going to a life coach, um, and that the life coach has basically said, you know, stop, <laughs> stop being shitty. But but the but the life coach actually we find out is the one who went ahead and wrote the letters, and is that insane? absolutely it is but when he lays out his logic i went is look two things can be true something can be insane and actually be effective and for someone like gail who is so afraid of the world and just refuses to move forward without really being pushed it actually made sense and that's what's what made me just go fuck i kind of hate that i <laughs> that I agree with what he did. Because what he did, again, it's terrible what he did. But again, at the same time, it's one of those things where you go, if he doesn't do this, does Gale not have this small evolution? Because he does. Like, he does have this small change, or, or she has this small change, where you go, okay, 
for Gale, this is pretty massive to actually acknowledge that, oh, Lindo's willing to do this and that you're so paranoid and so aggressive that you don't know how to handle that. It's a very interesting dynamic. And also the fact that Linda, at the end of the day, like she was doing, she was trying to do the right thing, but she's doing it like the execution was fucking horrible. Gail's just nuts. I I, I have not liked Gail since uh, Gail make uh, Gail make bobsled, which is like season, I think that's season seven. And I just I have not liked Gail since then. It, it it's bothered me how much worse Gail's gotten. But but I digress. Um, a couple other things I just want to throw out from the uh, from the episode real quick. Um, <laughs> there's a couple lines I just love. There's uh, Gail, uh, Linda asks Gail like, "Are you following me?" And Gail goes. Yeah, I always follow you. You should turn around more often. <laughs> I just went, wow, okay, that's that's dark. Fuck. Um, yeah, really, really got that got me off guard. Uh, Gail needs Linda, too, to help sol- help her solve this mystery. But she also needs a ride because of Gail's own admission. My license got suspended because I let one of my cats drive. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I let my cat drive, so I need you to drive us. <laughs> I just went... Oh my god, that's that's fucking ridiculous. And then top three laugh for me, I would say, because it's just it's so silly. Uh, Mike the Mailman, who's voiced by the brilliant Tim Meadows, uh, shout out to Tim Meadows. He walks in and Linda goes, "Mike, are you dressed as a mailman for Halloween?" And <laughs> and she goes, "I'm kidding, I'm kidding." And he goes, "Oh, that's absolutely hilarious." It's <laughs> just completely deadpan, but. I, uh, it, it's weird to rate, you know, t- an episode of TV, but, uh, yeah, this is a solid B, uh, a B for Bob. Uh, this is, this is a fun episode of Bob's Burgers. It's not, uh, it's not in that higher tier of Halloween episodes for Bob's Burgers. Like, I think Full Bars is still the standard. I think Tina and the Real Ghost is actually very underrated. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely, uh, it, it's definitely it's a, still a solid Halloween episode of Bob's Burgers. So if you haven't checked it out, definitely should. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. But, uh, yeah, Bob's Burgers, what is your favorite Halloween episode uh, for you uh, Belcher fans out there? I'll ask that. But, uh, yeah, what's your favorite Halloween episode? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can also follow me on TikTok at jhunterrealpineapple. Um... Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and rate the podcast. It definitely helps us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon uh, Amazon Music. <laughs> oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, iHeartMedia, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts. There we go, at The Real Pineapple. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. You can also follow the show on YouTube at... Uh, the real pineapple. Just go ahead and search, uh, search us on YouTube. You can find me on Blue Sky at realpineapple.bsky.social, and then uh, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv/jhunterrealpineapple. That again is R E E L pineapple. Uh, don't forget to like the show, uh, like both our pages on Facebook at the real pineapple and real pineapple games, and you can find all of our social media links. Uh, at linktr.ee slash jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to have reviews come up for some other Halloween stuff, including Freaky, uh, uh, oh my gosh, um, Totally Killer, 
going to have the Scream uh, films uh, reviewed. Those are going to start on... So I want y'all to be safe, but don't forget, as always, to keep it real.